Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. No one, no one's ever too far out of hockey season in these parts because in the summer months there's camps, the beauty league is is underway, and the countdown to training camp uh, for for the wild, the college teams, the Gophers included in all of that, and the high school teams. Before you know it, we'll be talking tryouts, etc., and the start of another NHL season. So there is a rich hockey history in this part, and, and part of that rich hockey history is a club called the Minnesota Fighting Saints, played in the old Civic Center, and uh, local author. Uh, one of my favorite followers on Twitter, Dan Winnesota, joins us. And, Dan, finally good to visit with you on the air. And congrats on the, on the brand-new book, A Slap Shot in Time, The Wild But True History of the Minnesota Fighting Saints. Once again, congrats to you on this one. Hey, thanks. It's, uh, it's nice to finally talk to you and, and Tubbs as well. Yeah, for sure. And... How long did you work on this book, uh, you know, from, hey, I got to do a book about the Fighting Saints to actually getting the thing published? Well, I didn't actually start out planning to write a book about the Fighting Saints. You know, my after my first book, I was just kind of, I mean, it takes a long time to write a book. So I wasn't really planning on writing a second one. I really wanted to work on a, a little North Stars documentary. Um, and so I started planning out this North Stars documentary, and I kind of broke it into four parts. The first part was about uh, the formation of the team and getting the franchise and the building of the Met Center. And the part two was about the 70s. Well, you can't tell the story of the North Stars in the 70s without talking a little bit about the Fighting Saints. Um, and as I'm going through all this research and learning these, these wild stories, you're just like, man, these guys, I mean, because I wasn't even bored when they played their first game, you know? So I didn't really know. I mean, I kind of knew they existed, but just reading about all this craziness and, and wild stories that happened, um, I just I was like, these guys really needed their own story. And at that point, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a book or like a separate kind of amateur documentary that I make, but it, it just kind of turned into a book. Yeah, and it is a, a great story because there's been a lot of stories, and I suppose as you dig in, you know, that – the Minnesota Fighting Saints were the inspiration for Slapshot and some of that. Did what, what did you find? Did, did did you see that tie between that that uh, rumor that hey some of Slapshot was was based on what was going on with the Fighting Saints? Well, to be honest, all of Slapshot was based on what was going on with the Fighting Saints. Okay. Um, their their minor league team, the Johnstown Jets. Um, was what most of it was the stories came from. But a lot sure. of them, as you read the book, you'll find out, you'll be like, oh, that sounds familiar. That the part where he gets hit with the tire chain or whatever. That happened to Mike Walton in San Diego. Um, but the, the Johnstown Jets were their minor league team, and they had players that played, you know, they had two-way contracts. They played both ways. And, 
And a lot of those stories, like the one where the, the Hanson brothers get arrested, I mean, that really happened. And, and the Fighting Saints coach, Harry Neal, happened to be in the crowd that night trying to, you know, watch some of their prospects. And he had to go bail them out of jail. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing, Dan, and by the way, Dan went to Minnesota, brand new book, a slap shot in time, the wild but true history of the Minnesota Fighting Saints, available wherever you buy books, uh, including Amazon, joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. You know, and, and Dan, all the things I'm familiar with, I was born in St. Paul in 64, so I was a little kid when, when they were born, never made it to a Fighting Saints game at the Civic Center, but I did get to know Glenn Sonmore. And by the time he was the golden goal for a hockey analyst, uh, I, I got a rare opportunity to do a home-and-home home with Glenn, uh, golden goal for a hockey, while he was off doing the state tournament. So they asked me if I'd fill in, and, well, chance to work with Glenn Sonmore at St. Cloud State and then at Mariucci. Well, the trip to St. Cloud and the trip back from St. Cloud riding with Glenn, the, the only thing I regret is I didn't have a tape recorder rolling. But, you know, he told a ton of stories about it, and, and Glenn Sonmore was in the middle of it. The, the, the crazy money stories, the, the players, the, just the touch-and-go atmosphere of the club. Would they be able to keep the doors opening? I mean, unbelievable. Well, according to, you know, most of the people I talked to, Sonmore was absolutely beloved, and you're... 100% right on the stories. Like one of the stories in the, in the foreword by Lefty Curran, apparently Sonmore used to like, he'd take, he had one eye for those people who don't know that. He'd, yeah. uh, he'd lost an eye in, a, a, in his playing days. Well, he had a glass eye. So he used to take that out and, and put it in people's drinks just to mess with them. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he was quite the character. He was very tough, it sounds like. I mean, you'll see a common theme throughout the book about, you know, he, he was. He wanted to win, but he was going to use toughness to do it. Um, and, you know, you mentioned St. Paul, too. I, I probably should have said this earlier. The, the big thing about the Fighting Saints is that, you know, they were St. Paul's first major professional team. You know, all the other teams were, you know, the Minnesota North Stars, the Minnesota Vikings, the Minnesota Twins, the, the Minneapolis Lakers. But they were, even though they said Minnesota, they were kind of across town. And um, this was St. Paul's team. So this was, it was important to tell that story as well. Yeah, and, you know, the, just the, the money struggles of an upstart. You know, here this league's taking on the established NHL. There's already a club in town, as you, you mentioned, the North Stars out in Bloomington at the Met. Um, and it, it is a challenge financially from the get-go. And and some of those stories that I've heard, and I, I know you've got them in the book, uh, really, I mean, just trying to get the payer, the players paid um scraping up funds is it's just crazy yeah they they you know we're all talking about this live golf right now and live golf is right. you know luring these people away with you know these giant you know lucrative deals and contracts and things and that's what the wha did they threw a bunch of money around at these players to get them to jump ship you know and let lefty mentions in the book he says you know because he was the first player to sign in the entire wha and i didn't even know that going into it um, but he was the first player to ink a contract, and he says, you know, I, I should have waited because as soon as I signed it, they started throwing around money. But, you know, with this Live Golf, they've got, you know, they've probably got a lot more money to keep it sustainable. The WHA didn't, and the model, it just wasn't sustainable, and it was going to crash eventually, and that's kind of what happened. 
Yeah, fan support. Let's talk about that. Um, part part of the problem is is that they they didn't draw across the league as they had hoped, and you know heavily relying on gate receipts. Well, ironically, the Fighting Saints were one of the highest, if not the highest, drawing team in the league, um, and but it just wasn't enough. They needed to average eleven. I mean, the Civic Center held about eighteen thousand. They needed to average about 11000 per season to stay afloat financially. I think the first season it was 6000 the second was 8000 you know, and, uh, you know, ironically, it came down to um, the WHA started thinking about merging, and they wanted to keep around franchises that didn't have NHL cities or NHL franchises in town um, to compete with. So, uh, like, for example, they the WHA gave – the Cleveland Crusaders were financially struggling as well. They kind of gave them a loan and bailed them out, and they let the Fighting Saints die. Yeah. And, you know, Dan, when you look at this league, and you mentioned some of the big-name players, there were good players in this league. You know, there's rough and tumble, and, but it was quality hockey. There were definitely talent in that league. Well, here's the thing. it was. I mean, yes, there was plenty of talent, and, you know, Mike Walton was kind of the – big name star he's on the cover of the book here but uh the WHA they open doors for more um, not only american born players but us born players they they forced the the nhl to expand like four expansion teams in the 70s to compete um and i think it was something like 13 of the uh players on that first fighting saints team they were minnesotan and that was kind of huge because at a, at that time there was the NHL was dominated by Canadians. There was, I think it was like 20 players in the NHL at that time were American, let alone Minnesotan. So um, it just kind of opened the doors to a lot of players. And I suppose, uh, big picture, the North Stars were relieved when they went away. <laughs> well, I, don't, I guess I don't know about that. I, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't have to compete with them, I guess. That makes sense, yeah. Um, the the sweaters were cool though, and and the logo and what 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 That's you pick for the happened. cover of the book it, it it is phenomenal. You know we struggled with it a lot of you know I kind of did some polls on Twitter and a lot yeah. of people wanted to see the Hanson bro- the Carlson brothers on the cover and uh, there is no photo that exists that I know of of all three Carl uh, Carlson brothers on the ice and fighting Saint sweaters. I actually have one in the book but one of the Carlson brothers is kind of obscured in the back. You can barely see him. So to find a picture like that, I would have had to have like three separate ones, and it just kind of didn't look right. And so, I mean, there's plenty of Carlson photos in the book. Um, but, yeah, this one with Mike Walton, he's got his hands up. He's missing teeth to me, and, the, and you could see the logo. I just felt like you needed to see the logo and, you know, maybe even possibly some of the clear boards. Uh, I, I love that photo. Dan Minnesota, slap shot in time, the wild but true history of Minnesota Fighting Saints joining us here. Steve Thompson sitting in for Mike Max, producer Chris Tubbs. And, uh, Chris and I were talking off the air. You are one of my favorite follows on Twitter. So, oh, you. you know, the build-up to the book, you, you really kind of shared with, you know, the people you know and the people that follow you on Twitter, you know, this process of putting the book together. So it, it's been cool to kind of see it go from – ideas and asking people about what should be on the cover and what should I do to actually turning the thing into a book. It, it was really fun to follow that, Dan. Well, you know, we when I presented the idea, I actually presented it to a couple of publishers, and I had one that was interested, 
But eventually we decided to self-publish, and that means you're doing everything yourself. And I've, you know, the first book I didn't have to do much. I just get finished the manuscript and sent it along. Well, that's not how it works with your self-publishing, and you have to go down to the historical society, dig through boxes of photos, and, you know, that was a, actually, I'm kind of a nerd, so that was kind of a fun experience, and, and you're learning about book layouts and and. You know, the first proofs came back. Some of the photos were really dark, and I was having a panic attack. And and I got to tell you, I want to give a shout-out to Jesse Pierce, who works for uh, NHL.com. She, I was looking for a copy. I didn't know what a copy editor was, but I knew I needed one. And uh, she immediately responded back. And, um, um, I mean, she took a chance on me, and, and I really appreciate what she did and her joining me on this journey. Yeah, it's been, it's been a, a, a learning experience. Well, and it's great to have Jesse involved. I've had a chance to visit with her on the air, and uh, she's been on with Henry Lake, of course, here on News Talk 830. WCCO does a phenomenal job covering the wild and, and having someone hockey knowledgeable. You know, did, did she come back? Had she had Dan and say, come on, man, you know, did, did, did she demand a raise, or was she, you know, pretty pleased with what you put together? Um, you know, I don't think i mean there were a few things like she cut and i was like i kind of want to keep that and she's like hey you know it's your it's your book but you right. know, she came back with a lot of ideas because there was a bunch of things you'll see in the book there's like little fun facts and i just little tidbits that i thought were really cool bits of history about the fighting saints that needed to be in there and me being you know an amateur writer uh you know trying to intertwine them into the story and they really didn't fit and she was like you know why don't we do these little pull out facts and and, and, you know, just so she had some really good ideas and kind of, and, I, you know, I have to, I had to default to her on things too, because I don't know. Like she would say things like, you know, let's do this. I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that, yeah, she that, was, she's just great. Now, now, artwork, you talked about photos, that sort of thing. For, for people that don't know, a lot of work goes into that to get permission and that sort of thing. I mean, there's the interviews and, and there's doing the research, but but actually getting permission to use images and that you know that that gets into the weeds a little bit. We're, we're, was finding some of this stuff a huge challenge, Dan? Yeah, well, the, the, in the book, most of the black and white ones came from the historical society, and those folks oh. down there they deserve a shout out too because you know newbie like me walks in and says, "What do I do?" Um, and they per, they held my hand the first day, but after that, I was I was on my way, and and that was kind of a little fun little treasure hunt um but i ran into somebody on twitter um got me in touch with mike laney who used to be a a writer for the minneapolis star before the two papers merged and he was the fighting saints original pr man so i got in touch with him and i went up and met with him and he was sitting on all the team's original pr photos wow and and i mean who owns the copy i mean um, nobody that it's the league, the team doesn't exist, you know? So, I mean, he gave me permission to use them and that's where the cover photo came from was he preserved them. He, they would have been destroyed in time. So he, he saved them and preserved them. He was sitting on the, the original franchise certificate. He said, you know, when the day we collapsed, the day we folded, I took this off the wall and said, I'm taking this home and he's kept it ever since. And it's in pristine condition. And so he was just literally sitting on a treasure trove of, of, 1970s fighting state, like over 3,000 photos. Like, we couldn't even go through them all. There's probably no, that, 
Yeah, and that is pure gold. I suppose when you track that down, it was probably this feeling, wow, I I got everything I need. 100%. And he he said he used to, like, pay these photographers from Mankato State to come up and take photos for the game. So, I mean, they would just give him his roll of film and go back to school with their money. You know, that's that's how the – I mean, again, that kind of shows you the fighting space, you know, kind of trying to keep things on a budget there and and get some – get some of their things they need done. Yeah, and Dan, I would assume, you know, tracking down former players, staff, et cetera, for, for a book like this, you know, if they're still around, they're probably willing to talk and pretty cooperative. Actually, you know, no, um, and I don't think wow. that's their fault. I think that it's, you know, I, for those who don't know, I'm a teacher. I'm not a writer. I'm not, a, a, you know, a, a media person. So, hey, I'm... Dan, when I'm calling you about a book I'm writing, they're probably like, who the heck is this guy, right? Yeah, So I think some of them were just a little nervy about who I was, but I got a hold of Lefty. I think I mentioned that already. Yep. And Lefty Lefty is a ball of fun. He, um, he's, he's just, I, I've told this story three times today already. He calls me during the day at school. He'll call me and go, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm teaching, dude. What is going on? And he'll want to tell me stories, and, and he's just, he, I, meeting him has been uh, probably one of the best parts of this project, not even just for the book, but I feel like he and I have become friends, and and he's just, he, I can't say it enough, he's a great guy. Well, Dan, congrats on the book and all the work you put into the project. Uh, great Minnesota story, a slap shot in time, the wild but true history of the Minnesota Fighting Saints. Uh, I would assume people can get it wherever they buy books, right, Dan? Actually, no. Um, because okay. it's self-published, I don't have it in stores yet, possibly, maybe, who knows. But for right now, it's on Amazon, right. um, and people can buy it there. And just want to give a shout-out to, on August 20th, we are having a release party at Tom Reed's, so people can bring their books, and Lefty will be there, and Jesse will be there, and Lefty is going to try to get some of the other players to come, so people can bring their books and hopefully get them signed by a couple players. All right, what's that date again, Tom Reed's? August 20th, Tom Reed's Hockey Pub in St. Paul, noon to four. Sounds great, Dan. Congrats again. Good to visit with you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. All right, there he is, Dan Winnesota. Good guy. Fun follow on Twitter. His book, A Slapshot in Time, The Wild but True History of the Minnesota Fighting Saints. It is available at Amazon. And Winnesota, W-H-E-N-E-S-O-T-A. If you're looking for a spelling on that one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.